Every year I know we gonna go hard We been that team ever since Bart Star. All my cheese heads go pack go Ain't show with no mercy cutting no slack no I ain't a bad sport and I'll leave it with you good luck Only thing I will Alright, welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast Dane here with Wags But folks, we got something way more special in store Than just Wags and I tonight With us Green Bay Packers defensive back safety Benny Sap the third Benny welcome Lombardi's Perfect. Legends podcast man how you doing I'm doing good man I appreciate y'all you know reaching out to me man and I'm, I'm glad to be on the show oh man we're so so hyped to have you on and uh you know we always ask the first time guests uh the first question we gotta ask you Benny mm-hmm. how does it feel to be Green Bay Packer and man, it feel it feel great. It feel great to be a Packer, man. The the fans are unbelievable. The stadium is unbelievable, and I just can't wait to you know make many many moments, you know, and memories down the road. Yeah, absolutely. And Benny, we're gonna get into football talk here in a little bit, but yeah. um, before we got on, you said you're back home in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. How's everything going with your offseason yeah, yeah. so far? Uh, it's going great, man. I started working out uh, last week, so this is my uh, second week uh, back working out in the gym and, and running and stuff, getting ready for this next season, you know, coming up. Um, it's been pretty fun down here in Fort Lauderdale, uh, just seeing all my family, uh, you know, just like my first time, you know, being back home, you know, since I've been in the NFL. So it just it's just been, uh, you know, real good to, you know, see your loved ones that have been cheering for you. Uh, for as many, you know, many years you can remember and to cherish those moments with them. It's unbelievable, man. Just get another, get another step to keep going. Man, this is so good. So, so, I mean, I don't even know where to begin with you, Benny, because, um, you're somebody that we've really been excited to talk with for some time. Um, mm-hmm. it's been a whirlwind, I think, since you're, yeah. you left school, you came to the Packers, uh, undrafted mm-hmm. free agent. We, yes, uh, we, we have the receipts, Benny. I would just listen today, uh, uh, of our podcast last year when you signed with the Packers, where Wags was talking about how physical of a ball player you were in college. <laughs> I called you a ball hawk. I made the hawk noise. I'm not going to do that again with you. Um, but like, walk us through like, what has the last, what, nine, 10 months been like? It feels to us like it's yeah. been five years. It probably feels the same to you. So like, <laughs> what's it feel like? And how was it your first season yeah. in Green Bay? Uh, man, the first uh, nine to 10 months, man, was honestly, uh, it was a roller coaster, you know, just, uh, you know, being a, you know, a rookie, um, you really don't know what to expect. So everything just honestly feel like, like a wild moment. And then, uh, I'll probably say I got settled down. Uh, most likely, uh, I'll definitely say maybe mid, probably like mid season where I started was, I was able to, you know, make a schedule for myself and, and be, be able to plan, you know, how I want my day to go. Cause, uh, you know, obviously, you know, once you're in the NFL, you got to do meetings, you got to do breakfast, you got to do therapy, and you got to do treatment on your body. And people are not going to tell you, you know what I'm saying, like how college necessarily was. So uh, I really just had to grow up in a sense and just, you know, make a plan and make a schedule for myself to be successful. Yeah, and Benny, I mean, obviously that organization and and whatever you were doing with the mentality going into year one clearly was working you were doing something right um as as dane mentioned uh, uh and that uh do you feel like that led directly 
to some of the opportunities you had as you got called up uh, in five games, I believe, uh, towards the end of the season. Um, was there something that clicked there at that point in time? Uh, was um, that just, you know, opportunity um, yeah. uh, opened up or, or was there more to it than that? Um, I definitely can say, uh, you know, just for, you know, what I bring to the table every day, uh, especially being an undrafted guy, uh, you got to earn your stay uh, every day. Um, and it started off with, uh, with practicing for me. And I used to, you know, just, you know, just do simple things that I used to do in college, run to the ball. Um, honestly, what I, I feel like changed and what honestly helped me get elevated was that I was getting more comfortable and just being myself and, and just understanding how I got here and why I am here and understanding my role. And uh, I honestly took special teams uh, definitely more serious than I did before, like ever in my life, because uh, honestly, if I wasn't on the, I wouldn't be on the 53 if I wasn't a good special team. And I had to understand that and I had to, you know, understand my role. So uh, once I understood the role, I just, you know, locked in with my special team coach and used to all the film and just learn little techniques that I can do that I can excel at the position in my role that I have. And uh, they, they seen and, you know, felt like it was a good time uh, week 11 to, you know, let me out uh, the cage. And, and I just had to, you know, understand that we only get one shot at it. I just had to take everything that all my coaches, you know, taught me. And I just went with it and, and I trusted the process and more opportunities started to, to arise. Can, can I ask Benny? So, you know, a lot's been talked about, but for those that aren't aware, your father, Benny Sapp, the second, um, Really good NFL football player, played for the Vikings, played for the Chiefs, picked off Brett Favre. I'm old enough to remember getting frustrated with him with the Vikes. Yeah, and you're, you know, your your dad's somebody that frustrated Wags and I when he was on the Vikings for a bunch of years. You know, he, he was a really good ball player uh, in his own right. And now, you know, here you are. Um, can I ask is, you know, even talking about the special teams uh, on the front end, like you just mentioned, um, we talk about it all the time that, you know, guys that are undrafted, you could be the best safety in the world. But, dude, if, if, if you're not showing out on special teams, I don't think it, you know, it's hard to make the roster. So is that something, you know, that the family talked to you about? Like, you know, how, how does that come about or where does that mindset come from? Uh, yeah, so uh, I was honestly, you know, blessed to have a father that did my profession already. So having somebody that already did something that's extremely hard and that only the 1% can make um, is definitely a, a blessing to hear million-dollar conversations like with my, my with my father. Obviously, he knows what he's talking about, you know, being an eight-year vet, picking up and far, like you said. So he already, you know, was, uh, you know, planning, you know, planning for me to, uh, you know, just to, hey, whatever the opportunity may bring, and if you do go undrafted, you know, obviously, you know, don't worry about it because he went undrafted and lasted for eight years. So he was just, you know, telling me also, you know, his special team little tricks that I still use in my game. Um, and he, he just told me, you know, got to earn your state every day, um, play every day, you know, like it should last. And he definitely helped me, uh, you know, as far as like coverages and defense because he played in multiple systems such as uh, Leslie Frazier, who's a great defense coordinator that's um, not in the NFL right now, but could coach if he wanted to. But um, my dad, honestly, just taught me everything he knew. And so when I went to Green Bay, I just had to honestly put the, the technology that that we have at Green Bay and just use everything that my dad told me. And it helped me play a lot faster than, than, than I should have at the time. 
Yeah, Benny, that is that's really cool to be able to leverage having that uh, inside and certainly the fact that your dad was so successful and can share that with you, I'm sure, has had a big impact. Um, talking about on-field for you, so maybe around that time of the year where you said things started to click and um, I believe your first game action was uh, against the L.A. Chargers. Um, take us to that moment. Uh, what was that feeling like uh, as you walked through the tunnel uh, as uh, uh, an officially uh, uh, a active player for the Green Bay Packers for the first time? Uh, man, it felt uh, unbelievable. It felt um, like all the all the searches that I had to go go through in high school, which was uh, two ACLs and and a, and a knee meniscus uh, surgery, and I was only able to play you know two high school games my whole high school career. And then you know going to Minnesota, uh, you know uh, getting back on your feet, and then having to end up transferring and have to start all over again, and then catch nine interceptions in thirty games, and then go on draft. You know what I'm saying, and, and and then you get a chance to you know be on the on the practice squad and learn the ins and outs and get to play offense to look at it from a different you know eyes of view and just you know you know just working every day it just felt all worth it like that all that one moment right there everything that I had to go through in life it felt worth it right there and I'll never forget that for sure that was a good moment right there. <laughs> It's, I actually was able to be at your first game. I was at that game at Lambeau, so it's really cool. And you got on the field on defense for a snap too, correct? Yeah, yeah, that was my first play ever. <laughs> yeah, first play. Oh, yeah, there. Let's do it. Come on, I'm ready. No pressure, right? Justin Herbert out there. No pressure at yeah, all, no, right? No pressure. No pressure. No pressure. You, you mentioned the knee injuries. Um, yeah. So uh, incredible amount of injuries and, and adversity that you've had to work through. Um, where does that come from? Right. Cause some guys fold, right. Especially young guys, right. When, you know, 16, 17, 18 year old young man, you know, you're not there. Right. Um, so how, how do you work your way through that? What do you attribute that to all the way up until this moment? Uh, honestly, I think it's just my family. Uh, cause I'm a real, I'm a real family man. And I have five uh, siblings at the, at my, at my home in uh, Florida. And just looking at their faces uh, every day when I was on the couch, uh, feeling like I couldn't, like I couldn't uh, do it anymore, or just wanting to give up. I just look at my siblings and look at my mom and dad faces and just see how, like, all because of me necessarily that I'm down in the way the whole house done moved and shifted, and everybody's energies done shifted. So uh, with that, I just took accountability on. I couldn't feel sorry for myself anymore. So it was just uh, looking at my family, giving me that motivation every day to get up, to get back on my feet. And 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 uh, just honestly, the, the bloodline that I come from and just everything that uh, that I stand for and, and my principles in life, you know, to never give up, uh, no matter what, get thrown at you. And I feel like it was thrown, you know, necessarily to me uh, at a young age. And it, and it probably looked crazy, but at, at the same time, I feel like, the pressure and everything that came to me this year, it didn't feel nowhere near close to that uh, as a 16-year-old kid. So I was really, uh, honestly, you know, just calm through, you know, I feel like every situation because I feel like nothing can get worse than that. Yeah, I, that's fascinating. I can listen to you talk about that all day. I mean, um, just out of curiosity, um, yeah. I, this is a little bit of a different question, but yeah. is there – 
Is there anyone, I know you guys had a young team last year. Maybe there was more yeah. vets on the defensive side of the ball overall, yeah. but um, any, anyone uh, that you was kind of a, a peer mentor that kind of took, took you or some of the other young guys under your, or their wing last year. Um, yeah. I, I'm just kind of curious, uh, how, you know, who, who that was and, and yeah. how that may have uh, impacted you as well. Well, um, it was definitely a, a lot of uh, uh, good vets that are on the team that are not on the team no more, such as uh, uh, like Rasul Douglas. When I first got there, he honestly, you know, took me under his wing, uh, showed me how, like, you know, the NFL ropes go. And he showed me his, his you know, day to day, his work, his work ethic and how he became who he is. And uh, uh, he told me a lot of good things as far as the business side of the football game and and football game itself. And another person uh, was definitely that played a huge role was was Kenny Clark. Uh, Kenny Clark used to, um, you know, play mad with me every Thursday before I even got even on the, the 53. You know what I'm saying? And he didn't care. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that other vets do, but he definitely didn't care to, you know, show you that, you know, like it doesn't matter. Like you hear, you hear, like you're part of the team. And once um uh he took me under his wing, it made me feel a little bit more comfortable, and 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 it and it let me uh you know do a lot of thinking on where I want my role. Cause he used to tell me every like you know every week if you don't like where you at, change it. Like, it's that simple, you know what I'm saying? So so uh he helped me uh definitely you know with that process, and I think I want to thank Kenny for that a lot as well. So those definitely two, Rasul and uh, Kenny Clark, definitely was was some good mentors to me. That's that's super cool to hear that. And so, you, you know, if I recall correctly, um, you got called up three times, right? You exhausted the, yes, the amount of call ups and then you got added to the roster. I believe it was when Stokes went down. Um, but when, yeah. when you, yeah, you took that roster spot, how does, how does that come about? Is that something you knew was coming or, you know, do you get a call, uh, you know, and I, you know, what, what's that lead up looking like? Because, um, there's a couple different ways, if I recall that the, the roster move could have gone, uh, to, with that yeah. open spot and, and then you got that yeah. call. So just kind of curious what that looked like on your end. Nah, yeah. So, um, honestly, uh, after the first two elevations, um, I honestly didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if I was going to get elevated again. So it it went, what, five, four weeks until we played uh, North Carolina when they called me up again. And uh, I won player of the, you know, special team player of the game with two holding calls and a tackle. So I was like, all right, that was my last game. So, so like, I'm like, hey, hey, I don't know what's going to happen, but hey, I'm ready for it. I feel like, you know, I gave it, I left it all out there on the line. And, you know, that's the only thing I can, you know, can control, honestly. So I was just, you know, fingers crossed and just hoping that, you know, it worked in my favor. And, and thank God that it did. And I got that call. Yeah. Benny, I think you should leverage the fact the team went 5-0 and in all the games that you were called up. And, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, uh, I, I think uh, <laughs> I would make sure the coaching staff is, is well aware <laughs> of that statistic. Uh, yeah, as you I go think, into year two, uh, um, yeah, that's, that's Absolutely. funny that you said that because my mom, my mom literally said that every game that I was playing, she was, you know, just saying like, every game you win, they gonna win. And, and every game I played in, we won. That's true. That is true. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> demand, hey, I just <laughs> um, so I, I love your mentality. I love your approach. Um, so, I, I'm just going to go ahead and ask you: What is your mentality going into year two versus year one, and and what is your growth yeah. mindset as you head into yeah. year two? Nah, yeah. So you know, with, you know, just the year one part. You know, just being a rookie, you don't know what to expect uh, necessarily, like how the meetings are supposed to go, or like what type of events or type of, you know, things that you need to accomplish, you know, in order to even get on, get out there on the field, you know, necessarily. So going through all those type of things, um, I feel like I'm necessarily past that. Now it's like, okay, how can I, you know, grow from the spot that I'm at since I got all the way up to this point? Like, you know, I, I got signed. So now it's like, do I sign it? Okay. Once I, I, you know, finish that, you know, goal, then I go to the next goal. Okay, how can I get more uh, impeccable? Like, what can I do to the team? And you know, even if it's not just being on kickoff, you know, my last year. So now this year, I want to be on kickoff, kickoff return, punt, punt return. I'm trying to do whatever I can to help the team and bring an impact in any way. And if it's defense this year, then I know exactly what's going to go down. You know what I'm saying? But, but, if our defense 30 yards of offensive yards that they could have had, you know, predeterminedly without those holding calls. I see I seen us literally win by three points and they missed the field goal. So like I'm thinking like, dang, if they had these 30 yards prior before this, the game could have been a whole lot different, you know? So just um being aware of every situation coming in the year two. Um, knowing my situations better, knowing, uh, uh, you know, my role way faster than I did. I stick and, um, honestly, just, I just want to bring a bigger impact in any way I can. And you mentioned, you know, the, the defensive side of the ball, Benny, and, um, yeah. you know, new defensive coordinator. Right. So that, that's, that's yeah. the first thing. Uh, so we're, we're hearing some of that. I mean, looking, looking back to your entire resume, I mean, you're a guy who's played deep. You've, you've played in the box. You've played yeah. against slot guys, right? You've done a little bit of everything and versatility on the Green Bay Packers is like yeah. gold, right? We see yeah, it every right. year with, with, uh, yeah. And, and I, I look at you and, and I look at, you know, last year, super crowded safety room. This year, right now, guys under uh, there's not a ton of guys in the group. The pack's probably going to add some guys, but um, yeah. you know, I, I'm not saying this because you're on the podcast right now. Mm. I would be saying this, and we're going to be saying anyway. You have the potential to just break out for this Packers yeah. team, not only in special teams but on defense as well. So, you know, mm. are you going into this um, with yeah. the mentality that you, not only you're not looking to just earn a roster spot, but you're looking to get some defensive snaps? I mean, is that uh, right? Because that's how we yeah see- most. Yeah, most definitely. Um, this year, you know, I'm going in, you know, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure everybody mindset, you know, necessarily, you know, you know, they want to start. But uh I, I definitely uh I definitely wanna, you know, bring an impact on defense and and if I, I know, you know, if I if I handle business, you know, necessarily on special teams and, and give the coaches more of a trust there, then my chances of playing on defense will will shoot up extremely. So um with me uh, being on the roster right now with, uh, with, the, with my other guys on there, um, I feel like, um, we all, you know, definitely got a good shot. I just know, um, if I get that opportunity out there on defense, it's just going to be real hard to get it back from me. 
and that's not really all I can say about that. But but um, I definitely want to want to want to get some more reps on defense for sure. Yeah, and and Benny, I mean, it's the guys that that stick long term. They don't look at starting as the ending point. They look yeah. at that as the start of the journey, right? Yeah. Um, and, and and that's what I'm hearing from you in so many words is is that's not that's not the end goal. That's yeah. that's just the start of the journey. So uh, I yeah. love that. Um, all right. So well, I think you you answered the question already, but I, I, I I'm going to go back and ask it anyway because I had it yeah. in my notes. What was the what was the highlight for you uh, in year one? Whether that was in a game, something yeah. off the field. Uh, what what was the what was the uh, the most uh, special moment for you in, in in year one? I'll probably say the the most special moment um, in year one was 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 definitely okay. I got a couple. The first one was was Cincinnati. I caught that pick out the post. That was crazy. The first game, I was like, I don't even know how this is even real right now. <laughs> and then the Seattle game yeah. with the with the with the pig at the end, uh, that was not. I felt like I was at Northern Iowa. I ain't gonna lie to you. I thought I was at the Unidome in <laughs> Cedar Falls. And then uh, the first game, you know, with that first elevation, and then the second elevation when I got my first tackle, that was crazy because I was saying all week, you know, how like, oh, if I can play on Thanksgiving, this is my favorite holiday. So like, I'm forever got a statistic in my favorite holiday in, in, in the NFL. So, like, that was crazy. And then uh, they actually signed me the week we played Minnesota. And I'm a diehard, well, used to be a diehard, you know, Minnesota Viking fan because obviously my dad played there. I grew up watching the Packer Brent Favre, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and and seeing all those type of things. So so that was probably, like, the, the, the candy on the – on, on the, the cherry on top with that because being activated and being able to play in that stadium and hear the, the chance and the score as a 23-year-old instead of a 9-year-old in the stands is crazy. So I'll definitely say those are my, my favorite moments. So Yeah, that's awesome. And, Dane, I'm sorry to interrupt to ask a follow-up question, but I, I have to ask, when you mentioned Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. uh, Benny, this isn't entirely about you, but a lot of fans were upset that um, Jordan Love did not get uh, a, a turkey leg after that uh. game. Uh, <laughs> uh, some conspiracy theories were being floated out or out there. Um, was that just a fan thing, or is that did that get a little discussion uh, yeah. in the locker room as you guys were watching tape the next week? Um, I, I have to imagine uh, that didn't go unnoticed. Nah, yeah. So I think. Um... I think, if I'm not mistaken, it, I think the turkey maybe would have fell or something. I think the turkey fell or or something like that happened out there. I think I'm not I'm not really sure, but we had they they briefly said something on it though. They definitely briefly spoke on it though. Wags, look at Wags being the conspiracy theorist here <laughs> on Lombardi's Legends tonight. Uh, it was was it wild, man, getting that tackle against the Lions. I mean, there, I think what thirty three million views. There, it was like the highest rated uh, Thanksgiving game ever. I mean, does that go through your mind at all? Because I mean, yeah, you play at Lambeau, right? And you got seventy six thousand, but when you start adding up those millions of eyeballs on Thanksgiving, I mean, that's yeah. just bonkers stage for you to get your first NFL tackle. Nah, facts. Um, I definitely never really like thought about it because honestly, when I'm like you know like out there on the field, 
like you definitely you definitely feel the energy of the crowd but when it's time like like of the point of attack it's like only your breath you can hear and it's kind of crazy like I don't, I don't know how to really explain it but i definitely didn't hear nothing when i, I got up <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was a little, a little, a little sad about that but but um, I really, honestly, can't really even like hear, like hear anything. Honestly, it's just like a, like I can hear it once it's like the play's done. I get up, okay, yeah, all right, now I'm back in the world. Like, you know what I'm saying? But like the point of attack is is really just that person. Yeah, it's focus, man. It's focus. I love it. Yeah. Um, Benny, you you've let us under the hood of of your mentality, which is just awesome. Um, Yes, away from the field what do you what do you do who's who's benny what's what's it what do you like to do to unwind away from football oh, oh man well it might it might sound like i don't unwind from it but honestly i play like the video game man a lot um especially now since i'm on the game i play it 20 times more than i already used to play it so so uh definitely i definitely play man a lot um i like to uh you know just hang out with my friends and We'll sit there, you know, have like man tournaments or me and my dad, we'll, we'll go fishing with my little brothers and stuff like that. Or, or just go, uh, you know, like right now, like when I'm, since I'm off, you know, just catch up with the family, go to, you know, my brothers and sisters, like little sporting events, get to see them play their sport. You know, it's not me now, like, nah, let me see what y'all gonna do. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's really uh, what I do, honestly, just catch up with family. That's cool, man. I, I love this. Uh, I've got one left for you. I want to be mindful of your time, um, but I know, yeah, I'll let you close. I appreciate that. I, what, what kind of music are you into? I'm a music guy. I love music. Yeah. I want to know, like, yeah, and and not only you know hype up in the locker room, but also you yeah. know just when you're cruising in the car, like, you know, is it different? Is it the same kind of vibe? What are you into? Um, I definitely say I definitely say uh, I listen to a lot of like a lot of like hip hop. Like a lot of like, like necessarily how like my mindset on the field necessarily, or like especially on kickoff, like how you just gotta just run through somebody's face. So mm-hmm. it's basically like necessarily heavy metal, but like in the hip hop version of it. Like put heavy metal and hip hop and put it in a coke bottle and shake it up, and that's what you'll get. Not not only music, but also uh, Benny Sapp the third, the football player, a little bit, because uh, you you fly down mm-hmm. the field. You're you're an aggressive, aggressive. Um, uh, you've got the you're the hit stick, right, of Madden. Yeah. I feel like on, on the NFL yeah. field. You ain't lying. You ain't lying. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Benny, we're I think we're gonna uh, wrap up here in a second, but I'm gonna go back to one more football question. Yeah, no problem. Um, no problem. I. We don't know this officially, but a chance yeah. that you guys could be headed down to Brazil to play the Eagles next year. Is that uh, an opportunity that most you and most guys look forward to, to those international games? Uh, or is that there? I'm just kind of curious uh, yeah. if that's something that you circle and are really hoping comes to fruition. Or uh, yeah. is that travel kind of a, a little a little bit more than you like to have during the season? Nah, yeah, so um, I never really um dreamed about, like, you know, playing, like, outside the country because, you know, they wasn't really doing it, you know, you know, before. But since they've been doing it the past couple of years and we have a chance to do that, that would be unbelievable because I, first off, never really been out the country before. 
and I never been to Brazil. So like that would be crazy just to play in a whole different like world. Like that'd be crazy. I ain't gonna lie, that'd be crazy. Well, well Benny, if if they tell you guys that you have to get your passport uh when you go to OTAs, let us yeah. know uh if we haven't heard yet what's happening. Uh you know, we didn't hear it from you, but uh that might be a little bit of a giveaway. <laughs> I I got I got to ask then a uh, follow-up unrelated to the travel but um you know, yeah. location and weather specific. Wags and I are always debating. I don't know if we're ever going to get to the bottom of it. Cold weather football uh, and home field advantage, and you're you're a man who's played in cold weather, right? You played up in yeah. Minnesota, you played in the state of Iowa, now you play in Wisconsin. You can't get away from that Midwest cold. So, so is hey. there? Do you believe that there's a home field advantage uh, for a team that plays in cold weather? Or do you think it's it's more just you know fodder for podcasters like Wags and I? No, I feel like it's a it's a it's a big advantage, and I think that's why we never closed the uh, you know the stadium at, at Green Bay because it's a mindset that you gotta have every day, and it starts off with practice. And if you can't practice in the cold, how you gonna practice for it in the game? You know what I'm saying? So you know throughout the you know throughout the season, we outside, we outside. You know what I'm saying? So we embracing the suck necessarily right there. So when we get to the game, you know you're not even really worrying about it anyways, but even if you did, you know, you prepare for it because you didn't have the practice through it and get through it all week. So I feel like it's a big, huge advantage for sure, playing in the cold. There yeah. it is, Wags. Uh, I'm convinced. I, I'll tell you what, I'm convinced. Yeah. Benny, I have Benny Sapp the third on my side on that, I think. I like it. <laughs> I, 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 I've never disagreed with it, Dane, but you, you never fail every time I ask that question. So, uh, <laughs> well, I'll just let you have that win. It's, uh, definitely not a hill I'm going to die on. So, um, all right. Uh, oh, well, Benny, we really appreciate you joining us tonight. Um, looking Good. forward to seeing, uh, how you progress through the off season and in training camp. Um, and, um, You've got a fan in us. We're going to really look forward to seeing what you are able to do and put out there in year two. Um, Stay connected. Um, Anything like Dane said before we got on that we can do to support and and promote uh, anything that you're doing, we're always happy to do that. But uh, uh, if we don't uh, chat with you, obviously, in person uh, before the season, um, uh, best of luck uh, as you progress through the offseason. Before we sign off, we always do ask, uh, everyone to, to give us a good old go pack go before uh, we sign off here tonight. I got you. I got you. Go pack go. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, go pack go. So, uh, folks, you heard it here first. Benny Sapp the third. Um, it's going to be a name to watch throughout this offseason going into year two. Um, so thanks so much for joining us, Benny. As always, sure. be legendary and go pack go. Thanks, yes, Benny. Yes, sir. Every year I know we're gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Star. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll leave it with your good luck. Only thing I will say.